May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back to Empower Family Radio Broadcast and Podcast. Our scripture for today is Genesis 1-1, which reads, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Second scripture, Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hand. Amen. And this serves as our topic today as a foundation for Space Force, our pathway forward in space. We are delighted to be joined today by our special guest, Dr. Stanley Peter Davis, Dr. Davis is an international renowned physicist. He has served as a physics professor at the City University of New York and St. John's University's Jamaica Estate, Queens campus in the city of New York. He has published his peer review research numerous times in the areas of high energy astrophysics, high energy density laboratory astrophysics, plasma physics, laser inertia fusion energy, and laser matter interactions. Now he's the founder and CEO of his own company, Technology Transfer Solutions Incorporated. He's focused on business investment, high technology, consulting for our United States of America, DOD, Department of Defense, NASA, DOE, Department of Energy and National Security, and the intelligence community. His education is long, but he has a great Bachelor of Science degree in physics with mathematics. He has a Master's of Science degree in physics with electrical engineering, and he has a Doctorate of Philosophy, a PhD degree from the Catholic University of America in the Department of Physics in Washington, D.C. His postdoctoral resident research associate in high energy astrophysics from National Academy of Sciences in Washington, D.C. Let's listen in to more of my conversation with Dr. Stanley Peter Davis. Well, welcome to Empower Family Radio Broadcast, Dr. Stanley Davis. Glad to have you with us today. Thank you very much. I am glad to be here. Well, I'm so excited about this is one of our favorite topics here on Empower Family Radio Broadcast. Uh, particularly around space force and cyber force that uh, they're facing today as the next generation of leaders we talked about. And I'd certainly like for you to, and excited uh, for you to share your story and uh, how you became a world-renowned physicist and uh, some of your uh, impactful influences of your mother and father. We're teaching our children, Dr. Davis, as we talked about earlier, about everything starts and stops at the house with mom and daddy. And as we look forward in Space Force and a new career path, I want you to talk about the role that parents play as you share with our listeners. Please, Dr. Davis. Uh, yes. Parenting is very, very uh, important. It starts and ends with parenting and family. Um, parents, my parents took me to the uh, Hayden Planetarium in New York City at age four, and they continued to introduce me to uh, a lot of things. And the physics was just what I stayed with, and they supported it. 
there was no uh, smoking, no drinking, no gang banging, mm-hmm. no uh, no irresponsible behavior of any of any kind, and they believed in the work ethic, and they believed mm-hmm. in education. Mm-hmm. And that how has that impacted you today as a world renowned business? Well, I continue to build on what my parents and the previous generations, now ancestors, uh, have done and believed in simply by serving and contributing as best I can through uh, research, through business development, and education. Mm. I am the chairman and CEO and founder of a brand-new company, Technology Transfer Solutions, which Mm -hmm. is a high-tech consulting firm that solves problems in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics for Mm -hmm. the Department of Defense, for NASA, Department of Energy, and uh, the State Department. Well, I tell you, I'm so delighted to have you on the broadcast today. A lot of our young folks are looking at Space Force as a uh, new career path. And what we're discovering, Dr. Davis, is a lot of the instructors as we've known them in the past, with all the technology just available, when we start learning about our universe and what's above us here that we can't see, in aerospace, with your background, what are some of the key components that uh, we can start codifying around a curriculum that is conducive to income-producing work, strategic education, and entrepreneurship. You're a shining star in that regard. What is it going to take going forward? And can we start with the points uh, that we talked about earlier about combat power projection, how important that is in the curricula for this new career path, Space Force? Well, as we talked about earlier, think in terms of uh, new high-tech small businesses, that mm-hmm. produce uh, wealth and profit as well as jobs. I used to tell students, I still tell students, that while you're in school, using this marvelous Internet technology and this social network system, start a business that produces wealth and jobs for yourself and your family and your community. so easy to do nowadays, starting at a very young age, with your parents' support and protection to to do this. So mm-hmm. my recommendation is to have an idea and do this while you're in school. Start out as young as you can so that by the time you turn 27, you're worth uh, many, many millions, if not billions of dollars. So your tools are going to be physics, engineering, mathematics. Mm-hmm. Understand how and why this is. They keep emphasizing uh, mathematics in the schools at best, which is important. But for us, for me as a physicist, uh, mathematics and engineering and computer science, all, uh, all of that is a tool to obtain the objective. Now, Space Force is new, and they're going to have a lot of contracting and subcontracting opportunities. And yeah. you have to be prepared to apply for those, win those, and then build on it. A lot of your major corporations started out and continue to be uh, government contractors and subcontractors. Lockheed Martin, one of the major 
corporations in the world, and they are a government contractor. Yeah. With Boeing and now SpaceX. Yes. Yes. And, excuse me, in the role that you're talking about, when we look at education to real jobs, as we talked about earlier, a lot of folks are going through education and not getting jobs in their discipline. How do you see that changing going forward, or do you feel like that is a good challenge to produce a new curriculum for this next generation in exploring our space? Um, by simply letting the students take the initiative and have the adequate leadership and innovation to do so. For example, Georgetown University offers a program whereby you can get a Ph.D. in physics and an MBA. So you can graduate with a doctorate in physics and at the same time have developed a business that produces income and wealth for yourself as founder and CEO, mm-hmm. as, well as, as well as that of the people you uh, partner with or hire or both. Yes. Exactly. And those are the opportunities for entrepreneurship. And before you can get there, it's so exciting to prepare a new workforce. You know, as me, having that workforce development background, this is so exciting to me at this point. I'm so honored that you're going to be a part of our development for this uh, uh, operations communication uh, command center that's going to focus on these elements that we're talking about, particularly in space security, as you well noted. Can you share a little bit more about what that means in the context of a community command center, uh, a space security, where we'll create jobs 24-7 and there'll be education with apprenticeships that are paid so that we can lead by example? Dr. Davis, please. Well, you can contribute, continue to serve and contribute, and using that as a foundation you lead, and perhaps you can take me to school on who said the greatest amongst you shall be a servant, Pastor. <laughs> yes, 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 that's right. <laughs> but you are absolutely uh, correct. All people, citizens, now have an opportunity to participate in this. Yes. Yeah. And you do that starting at, the, at whatever age is suitable, and you can build your own businesses with new jobs and opportunity plus education mm-hmm. um, to produce the necessary small businesses and therefore the necessary and needed uh, jobs plus uh, philanthropy and contribution to uh, those foundations that can uh, further build, serve, and uh, contribute. And, 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 and create new businesses. That's right. And this is all it's about is entrepreneurship, new businesses, and the talent that we've talked about with, uh, you know, disenfranchised communities and some kids aren't even going to school anymore. We've got an opportunity to really introduce an impactful curricula. Uh, with your professorship and we've got another uh, colleague on our team that worked for Bill Gates Mathematics, school and, and uh, of course, Navy, uh, Marine. But Marty has uh, done a fantastic job, and it's going to take leaders such as yourselves 
to really lead this new education model, which produces entrepreneurship business opportunities that impact so many aspects of our communities. Would you agree with that, Dr. Davis, or do you have another position on that? You are absolutely correct, and I strongly agree. And as we stated before, parents have to be integrated starting at a young age to uh, get the students into this. And here's one simple message, very simple. The students, a lot of the students uh, want to grow up to be uh, basketball players or, or football players or baseball. Well, there is something called, and I did this when I taught physics, the physics of basketball, the physics of football, the physics of baseball. And I will put, pro, I will put uh, problems like that uh, pertaining to those subject areas and those sports on student exams. But the, my point is this. You start the child out young as possible, and you say, okay, you're going to be a baseball player. Well, make sure the coach of the baseball player I'm sorry, make sure the coach of the uh, baseball team teaches physics, okay? You can say to the child, okay, that's great. I support you and your interest in baseball or any other sport. And then the coach is going to come along because he teaches physics. Uh, Well, if you want to be on the team, you have to excel in physics. Uh, And this actually happened. I mean, uh, when I was in high school, for example, the coach of the uh, trigonometry class also taught Trigonometry, <laughs> okay? Yeah. If you want to be on his team, you have to excel in mathematics. That's right. And uh, somebody else uh, taught uh, uh, geometry and other areas of mathematics is the point. And they would coach um, uh, wrestling, for example. And then the headmaster of the school said, okay, we got a national championship uh, world-class basketball program. If you want to be on this team, you have to have this kind of grades and maintain it in all of your subjects, including mathematics. Yeah. So, of course, uh, the child, the student, would excel if they wanted to be on the team. And that works, in my opinion, that works at, uh, at, at, as, as soon as the uh, student enters uh, kindergarten and so forth. Well, that's, that's, I love that point about uh, that you made there as a professor. Uh, we have that experience today. It, it takes a community within the educational system. And as you, I agree, sports, arts, and music, that's a fundamental way of learning but we have to have a substantive educational component behind that. And I love the, the field of physics because when we look at physics, and even we take it back, you call me the old pastor, Dr. Davis, even as a minister. Oh, no, you're not know, old. You're not old. You're great. Well, you know, we laugh about that sometimes. We talk to the children. They say, well, Francina, we're in the space age and space force, but God created the earth. They, they bring up Genesis 1-1. Uh, God created the heavens and the earth. So everything that we're talking about is subject to a greater force. So what are we studying and why are we studying that? Of course, that's another broadcast. But everything is fundamentally spiritually based when you come to exploring outside of the land that we live on as homo sapiens. And when we start looking in space, and of course, that's where you are. Uh, Your background is looking at the future. 
What key components do you look for as an educator and an entrepreneur that's doing business as a, as a good talent to hone and guide for these positions going forward? Well, just simply tell the truth. Um, read the Bible. There there's really is no contradiction between physics and religion. Just read mm. the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's two aspects of the same coin, the coin being reality. Now, mm-hmm. when you read your Bible, uh, there's only one, maybe two places where God speaks to somebody in the present tense. Uh, he tells somebody, uh, uh, I will not, I will not, I will not forsake you. And then somewhere in Deuteronomy, he does something else, does you know, mm-hmm. something else similarly. The point is he speaks in the present tense. Everywhere else, uh, God, through his mind, what we would call a mind, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaks in the past tense. So that means everything we are experiencing and calling uh, reality is uh, nothing more than God's memory. His mind created what we call reality. And go over to quantum mechanics, the physics of the small, um, one billionth of a meter and smaller. Well, I know it's roughly speaking. And What's all of quantum mechanics in one sentence? Well, here it is. The act of observation, um, the act of observation, the act of observation, one more time, the act of observation um, disturbs what is observed. In other mm-hmm. words, you cannot take the mind out of creation. <laughs> now, regarding what it's the same thing. You can't take the mind out of creation. All right. Yeah. God's mind created everything. Yes. If you for those of us who believe in a supreme being or a deity. Now, the other thing is regarding Genesis. God created the universe in seven days or something like that. Yeah. And, and okay, fine. Well, all our observations tell us that the universe is 13.86 billion years old. Oh, let's just say 14 billion years old. Mm-hmm. Well, that tells me you can set a minimum scale for what is time in, in God's realm. Well, obviously, one day in God's realm is minimally 2 billion years. Correct. So there really is no contradiction. It's a, uh, a duality. A parallelism. Now, with our education system, my whole thing is that um, is this. The beauty of physics is, is this. You have to think for yourself, mm-hmm. and you learn what reality is and what it's mm-hmm. composed of and its dynamics. You follow that with applications for a better life. Well, those applications take the form of experiments uh, and various commercializable products that improve our lives. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, start with smartphones, the simple GPS in, uh, in our smartphone to help us get from point A to point B without using a map, which is what I remember mm-hmm. very, very well. Yep. And, and um, you also have a satellite television. Well, your disk, for those of you who have satellite TV, the disk is pointed towards the southern horizon because that's where the satellite is. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is just simple 
basic physics that they don't tell you. They so don't tell you. And they're usually in many places. So you have to, uh, um, so to answer your question a little bit more, physics, engineering, mathematics has to be, or continue to be introduced as young and as early as possible. They consider, in this country, we consider introducing students to calculus in the seventh grade to be advanced. When you go overseas, that's not, that's not the case. The students are encouraged, or stated more accurately, um, they're given the opportunity or required to take an exam that that um, basically says or defines which path they're going to take. And for the students that score high in, in mathematics on or around the fifth grade, they're encouraged to go in, as well as science, they're encouraged to go into engineering medicine, uh, physics, computer science, and what have you. And they specialize in nothing else. So it's not that uh, they are smarter, but rather things are organized differently so that they can enter the fields of science, especially physics, engineering, and mathematics as early as possible. That's our pathway forward. This is our series that we've been sharing with our listeners here on our heart radio and our heart loop praise in the state of Jacksonville that is listening audiences worldwide is this is our pathway forward. Well, this is our pathway forward is, is identifying those skills, as you've said, to pay it forward in jobs and entrepreneurships and studying our environmental science, the creation. And uh, on that note, Dr. Davis, we're almost out of time here. Can you wrap up and share with our listeners how to reach out to you if they have an educational project or just uh, how to make contact with you in uh, retaining your services for their problems to get solved? Uh, let me see. I would. The best thing for them to do is simply uh, uh, contact. Can I use your email? Sure thing, because you're working yeah. with our uh, academy here. You can yeah, certainly, sure. we can make that available at the CoachStateFoundation.com, and that's Francine at the CoachStateFoundation.com. That's, and, that's, I think that's best. That's quick and easy. And yes, I, yes. And that send an email and reference my name right there. Yes, yes. And we look forward to having you with us because we have so much to talk about mm-hmm. in this new career path going forward in entrepreneurship and to have we're so honored to have you share your time and wisdom with our families so that we can begin to create that new pipeline for our mm-hmm. leadership and our next generation any closing uh comments uh, dr davis before we well, close out well to wrap it all up my conclusion is this is and that is to change the operational paradigm from going to school to get a job to, while I'm in school, create a business that generates wealth for the student and their families, the communities, and this country. So that's basically it. And you cannot do this without starting from the beginning with parenting. Now, I understand people are not always in the most optimal uh, situation, but somebody has to... uh, raise a baby yes. from birth to adult. Yes. It still boils down to parenting. 
uh, at before, during, and after. Yes. They expose the child to many positive things and then encourage what is positive. And as I mentioned earlier, in my house, there was no drinking, no smoking. You better not talk back to a teacher, and you better not talk back to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you better not talk back to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And my parents, order. that's exactly order, structure, protection, exposure yeah. to positive things, innovation, creativity, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, obedience yeah. to the law, understanding civics and how the American system operates and why. Yeah. And we'll learn more about that in the uh Space Force Academy, Cyber Academy at the Coach Tate Foundation, and to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today and welcoming into the studios Mr. and Dr. Stanley Davis, world-renowned physicist. Thank you, and have a great week, and stay tuned for more on this topic on our Space Force and our future, our pathway forward. Thank you very much. In closing... I have a poem entitled High Flight by John Gillespie Magie. John Magie, an Anglo-American aviator and poet, Magie served in the Royal Canadian Air Force, which he joined before the United States entered the war. He died in a mid-air collision over Lincolnshire in 1941. He wrote a poem about that flight, and it reads as such. Oh, I have slipped the Shirley Bonds of earth and danced the skies on laughter-silvered wings. Sunward I've climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things you have not dreamed of, willed, and soared and swung. High in the sunlit silence, hovering there, I've chased the shouting wind along and flung my eager craft through footless holes of air. Up, up the long, delirious, burning blue, I've topped the wind-swept height with easy grace, where never lark or eagle ever flew. And while with silent lifting mind I've trod the high untrespassed sanctity of space, I put my hand out and touch the face of God.